0: what is going on everybody welcome back into the fantasy coaches podcast i am your host today coach steve uh you can see with me i don't have my crew with me today guys coach and coach johns had other arrangements they could not be on today's show and i felt you know why rush trying to find a guest last minute i'm sure i could have found one but you know what i felt you know what? let me take over this episode today and have a very fun uh fun thrilled informational episode for you guys so Today's we're doing rookie trends. Uh, If you guys are still in your dynasty leagues, haven't done your rookie drafts yet, a lot of people don't usually do them the first week. Some people aren't that nuts like me, or maybe you're in the middle of them and they're taking forever and forever and you really just don't know which direction to go uh, for your drafts. I'm here today to kind of give you guys a trend. I've done 17 drafts already, finished complete. It's been fantastic. I wish I had more though. But basically an adp of my league's trends and again these are just normal everyday dynasty people these aren't the experts who go out there and study each and individual thing. So you're getting live adp based off just normal dynasty owners and how they draft teams and i think that's what you're going to see a lot in your leagues you're not going to have expert analysts who are there knowing every little detail about a certain player you're going to find true statistical facts um in in this episode today for you guys so uh let's get started again news wise we'll get back to the news next week but right now we're going to talk about adp trends so in round one pretty simple adp rookie drafts the top 12 players go like this bj robinson anthony richardson bryce young cj shroud jamar gibbs jackson smith and jigba jordan addison quinton johnston zay flowers will levis donkin kate and zach charbonnet so those are the top twelve in terms of ADP of who are most likely to go into the top twelve of your rookie drafts. And again, I'm basing it off of superflex, and I'm also basing it off of twelve team leagues. So easily enough, one hundred and one is Brian O'Brien. Uh, BJ Robinson has only been in about one or one or two leagues. where I've seen him go number two overall, but in most cases, he's going to be the one hundred and one in drafts. You'd have to likely likely have zero people at quarterback. To not take him 101 overall if any case trade him i traded him in the league where i got justin fields out of it it was fantastic uh following that the 102 to 105 it's basically the uh, 104 is basically the quarterbacks anthony richardson goes number two more off than not uh bryce young he's only the one who's ever actually gone 101 compa- compared to richardson has only gone 102 uh but again Bryce Young is a steady 102 to 104 player more times than not, while Richardson it has gone as high as 102, but has fallen down to 105 at times. But they're most likely the one-two option in terms of rookie drafts. And the 104, CJ Stroud usually ends up around there. He usually ends up at the fourth spot more times than not. We've seen him go as high as two, but more times than not, he goes to the 104. So if you're looking to trade up for a quarterback in these rookie drafts, you have to get to at least 104. You can push it for 105. But you have to know the other teams and their needs at the time uh, because the next player I'm going to talk about has gone in those ranges. But if you want a rookie quarterback in this draft and you want one of the elite tier ones, you have to go up and trade for the 104 at least. And you're getting C.J. Stroud, which is a really good quarterback. Following that, the 105, Jameer Gibbs, uh, he goes as high as three and he can fall as far as six. So for him, he kind of ranges all around. He's likely the 105 in most drafts, so if you want him, you're going to have to at least get the 105. But again, there are cases where in my 17 leagues where he's gone as high as 103, 104. It just really depends on what you're looking for for quarterbacks. Now, the 106 range, you're getting Jackson Smith and Jigba. More likely than not, he's likely the top wide receiver coming off the board in terms of the top four that were drafting in round one. He's consistently more times than not the guy who's going to fall over at the 106. Now, in the back half of the draft, Jordan Addison and Quentin Johnson kind of go back and forth more times than not in terms of the 107, the 108. Again, Addison is strictly that 106 to 108 range, while Quentin Johnson can fall to 110, 109. It really just depends on the need of some players. You know, we've seen Will Levis go ahead of him, Don Kincaid, Zay Flowers all gone ahead of him at times in these rookie drafts that I've done so far. But You're going to likely get him at the 108, I would say. Uh, Zay Flowers. Zay Flowers finally kind of goes all over the place in drafts. He's gone outside the top 12 just three of the 17 times in my leagues. Uh, But for the most part, you're going to be able to get him in the back of round one. Good, solid player overall. Should be the wide receiver, two on a Ravens team that hopefully will pass more this year. And again, people are kind of trading out of this range because they really don't want Zay Flowers or they, the next few players I want to come, kind of come off the board in round one because I think the value doesn't fit the, the player's the location or skill talent. But you're going to get a lot of people saying, hey, do you want the 109? You want the 1010? It's going to happen more times than not. Uh, but Zay Flowers is a good player right there. And then following that, Will Levis. Will Levis has gone high as, QB, as number six player off the board and has fallen as far as the 17th player off the board overall. He's fallen to the second round four times of the 17 in my leagues. So you're going to have at times, maybe be able to get a potential Q- QB in those early rounds of round two. So if you're looking for a quarterback, maybe you were like, Oh man, I should have took a Richardson, a young, a shot because I took Robinson first, but you might be able to get Will Levis at the one hundred two, one hundred three, one 102, or 102, things like that. So you have an opportunity to get that. But again, he probably will go in the back half of your draft. Don Kincaid Again, he has a wide range of outcomes as well, uh, but he is most likely a first-round pick. More times than not, I don't play in a lot of tight end premium leagues, so people are taking him and still in round one. He's just passed the th- pick 13 just two times of the 17 leagues, so he's going to go in the first round. If not, he's usually the 102 off the board. Again, it's good value because you're getting the top tight end in the class with the, parrot with the best running back in the class, so you're getting good value that way, but he's probably not going to fall past the 13th pick overall in most rookie drafts uh, Zach Charbonnet. Um, he kind of, kind of goes in a different a bunch of ranges where he can fall in the first round. It's not as common, unfortunately for him to fall up in the first round. He does fall down into the middle of round two uh, a couple times in the rookie drafts that I've been in so far. And so it really just depends on what the person values in, in his ability. I think him going in round two, you're probably getting a steal at running back uh, round one. I don't like it as much because of the landing spot and the opportunity and what Seattle plans to do with his running back core now. But he should probably fall in that round two range. He's usually the last pick or so into round one overall. So round one, it's pretty standard. This is the group here. You're going to get a few players we'll talk about and who fall in round two in terms of an average ADP uh, who do bounce up into this round one range. But for the most part, mostly rookie drafts, you're going to see a board that ends up looking like this, especially the first six. That's kind of what you're going to see. The back half is pretty similar, but it may fluctuate a player or two. Really, the top eight players are going to go in the top eight. Quentin Johnson and above are going to be in the top eight. And then everyone else in the back half, it's going to be these four likely, like Flowers, Levis, Kincaid, Chabana, or it's going to be one or two other players we'll talk about in a second here. But a good round one value you're going to get overall. Now, round two, again, obviously this changes a lot here. Uh, Devon A. Chain, he comes off the board here first, an average of pick 13. Uh, again, he is one of those few players that can end up in round one. People like the landing spot for Miami, as I do, as I'm a big Dolphins fan back here. Uh, but he is more of an early round two pick, more times than not. You're going to get him between the, 101, the 201 and 204 range. He's going to go there because of the landing spot, because of the opportunity that people need at running back. He's going to end up there a lot. Uh, Kendry Miller. He's another guy who ends up in round one at times. People like the landing spots in, uh, in New Orleans. They think that he has a good chance of being a really productive back there. Uh, you know, we saw some hype video, not hype video, but hype uh, news about him and how he's really going to fit in this offense really well. Uh, but in terms of rookie drafts, he doesn't always go early in round one. There are definitely times where he doesn't make that opportunity for him. Uh, he does end up in the back half of round two and, and four of the five leagues that I've done. Uh, so he, there's potential for him. If you like him, he might be able to sneak him in the back half of round two. But he does end up in round one more times than not. But he has fallen, and he has been going early at times. Um, Michael Mayer, he is another guy. He ends up at round one at times. I think that's probably more of my tight end premium leagues. But he's someone who will be mostly in the middle of round two to be able to pick up. People seem to like the running backs over him. People seem to like a few of these wide receivers over him first. And then they go after Mayer uh, after that, usually the 106, 107 range. Uh, definitely a good player to have in that back half here uh, because he is going to give you a, a future value at the tight end position, which is, is really great. Uh, Jonathan Mingo goes off the board next. Uh, he, again, he had one round one selection in him. So you see the round one, uh, the minimum as early as he's gone, 11th. That's only one. He's usually a round two pick. Uh, he doesn't fall out around round two, though. He's someone who's going to be in that round two range where he's gone at the 24th pick overall, but he likely will go as high as a 13th pick overall in this range here in the round two. It's a lot of it. It's going to be based off needs and landing spots and what people like, uh, rather than pure talent. And people love the landing spot for Mingo because he has an opportunity to be the wide receiver one for the Carolina Panthers because of who they have there. He's a round two player all day. Rishi rice. Again, he had himself a spot where he landed in round one. Only one time we saw that happen. He is a strictly a round two player. He's going to go somewhat throughout round two. More likely, he's going to go after those two running backs at the top there, and someone might sneak another running back or two that we'll talk about later. But he's that mid range uh, round two pick overall. So definitely a good value for a guy like Mingo in that middle round. Oh, I mean, sorry, not Mingo, Rice in those middle mounts. Marvin Mins is next on my list here on average of uh, pick 19. He has not gone in the first round at all. So he is a strictly a round two player. Uh, he's not. So if you like Mims and you like the situation he has for long term, he's going to be in that round two. He has gone as high as 15, as low as 23 overall. He fits in that middle range of, of wide receivers. And again, he's Mingo, Rice, and Mims are all kind of packaged together in terms of that wide receivers in round two that people seem to really enjoy. Uh, Roshan Johnson. He had one top 12. I think someone reached for him at the end of round one because they wanted a running back. And I think there are a lot of running backs up the board that they didn't like at that point. So, like, why not take Johnson at the 12th pick? Uh, don't like it that much. He did fall into round three one time of, of my drafts, but it was a 25th pick. So, I don't really count that as a round three per se. Uh, but he is a guy who's going to probably fall in that mid to late range or uh, second round pick of your rookie, your rookie drafts. If you're looking for an RB, especially those contending teams, who like to have extra running backs on their depth chart, he's probably going to be there for you more times than not. You'll be able to get a player like that who I think could end up being the starting running back by midseason for the Chicago Bears. Hendon Hooker, uh, quarterback uh, of the Detroit Lions now, he is uh, mostly a round two pick. He had one pick where he went into round three, but for the most part, you're going to get this guy in round two. People are going to go for him in round two. Uh, Between the 204 and the two... 209, he goes in that range there. You're going to be able to get a quarterback that might not help you out this year, and someone who maybe uh, who he'd be taken early for play, teams who aren't competing and say, Oh, well, let me get ready for 2024. Hooker has a chance to start in 2024. We'll see how that works out. Uh, it is a risky pick, though. I prefer more of a back half around two pick than taking him early. And just because of the unknown, I know there's a lot of good positive vibes on jared Goff in Detroit right now. So Slightly concerning on that, but he's definitely more of a mid to late range round two guy. Uh Josh Downs. Josh Downs is pretty interesting. His his, his range is pretty big. Uh he's gone as the 102, the 201 in, in dress at some point. Uh again, not as frequent. He's in the first half of round two, more of a back half of round two, but he has dipped into round three a lot. He's usually like the first pick in round three a lot of times because I think he's a the next tier of drop-off talent. And after all, basically all these players goes it down seems to be the last one standing. And then early round three, round pick pick three hundred one, uh, people are getting values for him. So you're going to be able to get that if you're if you if you have the one if you have the first pick and then your rookie drafts, you might be able to get a player like Downs at your third round pick, which would be great value. Uh, Tajay Spears again, he has a wide range of values. Just once or twice has he been going into round one. Uh so don't take that too crazy yet just two picks in the top 14 but I think the recent news with his medical injuries and his not having an ACL uh has dropped him and he's been falling in drafts. I mean you could probably have been talking about him a week ago from this date that he was in that um Devin Chain and Kendry Miller range. Now he's falling and I wouldn't be surprised by mid July we're we're talking about rookie drafts again maybe that he's a third round pick at this point and he's been falling in the third round. Plenty of times at this point. I probably wouldn't touch him in the t- first two rounds, to be honest, because of that. I've done it once here because of my need at the time. But because of the history of his injuries, uh, it's definitely a concern. So. Next up, uh, the average of 23rd overall. Oops, sorry about that. Uh, Tank Bixby. Tank Bixby is a player I really liked in this uh, pr- draft process here. He landed in a situation where it's not super great, but it's not bad. Uh, again, he's someone that you're going to be able to get in the back of round two uh, he's gone in the top 15 just once he's dubbed into the third round a few times where he's fallen to the middle of round three and and if you're a pick one of pick four or five you might be thrilled to get a player like that uh, i know i i was able to take that good value dip and take advantage of it which was great but more than likely you're going to get him in the back of round two ten Cont- contending teams are going to want to grab running backs and he falls there more times than not so and then the last pick of round two is in terms of adp sam laporter average 23rd overall pick uh laporter again i finally was able to get shares of him i was so mad i love laporter's landing spot he has an opportunity to start day one and i'm excited about it but uh, it wasn't until like my last few rookie drafts was it was actually be able to get his him for his value he always seemed to go a few picks ahead of me but again he is another player that he's kind of like a 50 50 you're either going to get him in late round two or early round three it just really depends on the need for some of those players the contending teams the need for those uh you know, mid middle round teams kind of he's going to kind of go in a lot of different scenarios, but you're expecting to see him in that late round two, early round three range, which is definitely good value overall than taking. I honestly think Devin, uh, uh Don Kincaid in round one. I like Sam LaPorter late round two, early round three, if I can get him there and overtaking uh, Don Kincaid early in round one, a uh, late round one. So, all right, over to round three. Round three, again, the, the tier kind of drops off a little bit here. Some of the first half players are pretty cool, but then after that, it really just dips in terms of value. So uh, if you could trade your third-round pick for a third-round pick next year or even a second-round a second round pick, someone likes one of these players, definitely would consider it. Uh, start off round three, Average uh, Jalen Hyatt average a 23rd overall pick. Again, that's round two. He has fallen into round two. I think most of it has to do with his ability to uh, have that 10th overall pick. Uh, that helps, I think, the average for him a little bit. Again, out of the norm situations, but he is a round three pick. He is an early round three pick in most rookie drafts. He falls into the third round here pretty often, uh, but you should be excited about it because he is a third uh, third round capital with first round hype on his name and an opportunity to be the wide receiver one for a team that looks like they're on the, hitting in the right direction. Definitely a good value to get him in an early round three high. Uh Jalen Reed. Jaden Reed, I'm sorry. Jaden Reed, he has again one just one pick in the t- in the second round and that was at pick 15, but he mostly falls into that third round a lot of times here unfortunately. He will have a few second-round options here that we I've seen him go and get drafted in, but for the most part, he falls in that early round three range, too. A lot of these wide receivers here that you'll see are on the board here that I'm talking about, Hyatt, Reed, and uh, Tillman, who I'll be talking about in a second, they all found early round two. And, and as a team who's rebuilding, these are all great players to go out and obtain for that value at the time. Uh, next up, Chase Brown. Chase Brown, definitely a major steal in this draft because if something happens to Joe Mixon over the next month or two, Chase Brown and rookie drafts would probably be borderline RB1, not RB1, around one. I'm sorry. Uh, people will be talking to him like the Devin A-Chain range at that point. he make a massive jump. So you're getting him now, if you're doing your rookie draft soon, getting him in the early round three is fantastic value. He's gone as high as 15. Uh, and he's gone as low as, uh, you know, pick 30 overall, but he is a, he is a pretty good early round three running back to take. If you're looking for more depth at running back, Cedric Tillman uh, he had a couple round two picks to him late round two. He kind of falls, but uh, he has fallen all the way down to the last pick of round three and a few of my drafts. So he has a pretty wide range of outcomes to his game there. I think it just depends on what people like in his talent overall and their need at wide receiver or whatnot. Uh, but he's another guy early round three, a lot. I like these first four guys in round three. I've just mentioned, I like them there. They're a solid pick, good value at the time, have opportunity to succeed potentially this year, but definitely in 2024. Uh, Luke Musgrave, uh, he's been okay. Uh, again, he falls into round three, doesn't get round two capital in any of my rookie drafts. Uh, and he falls as low as the end of round three. Again, he is someone in terms of value. I would prefer to wait to round four then. If you're going to look for him in round three, I'd rather grab somebody like a Tucker Craft, his teammate in round four instead. Uh, it just, I like the value better. I feel like there are some other players on this board. So that I'd rather attack than Luke Musgrave. Uh, but he's he's falling in round three of your draft. So if you could avoid him and let someone else take him, uh, you're, you're doing a pretty good job overall with your ADP in terms of that and the value you get out of that. Uh, Deuce Vaughn, the running back for the Cowboys now, he has one top twelve pick. I'm not sure what someone did there. Uh, I was very confused by the pick, but they I, I don't they're not even Cowboys fans, which is the weird part. So for the most part, though, Deuce Vaughn, you see the top twelve, you know, early pick, but he's around three pick. Uh, he has fallen into round four at times. Uh, I think the hype over the last few days has kind of gotten up to people. So the last few drafts I finished recently, he has been going in the middle of round two pretty frequently and people seem to like it. Um, again, just one fourth round pick, just one first round pick. He is a third round pick that you are be able to get there. Uh, they're, they're hyping up already that love the upside, but get him in round three, definitely better value for, for, for fan rookie drafts right now. Keyshawn Booty, um, he's someone who falls more in that back of round three range. This is the back of round three now of rookie drafts in terms of ADP. He's definitely someone who's fallen in that late third round, what I've been seeing a lot of. He falls sometimes into the fourth round, which if you like that kind of value, if you thought you liked the upside of him because he broke out such a young age, uh, you might be able to get him in early round four. It's potential, but he has been going as like the pick 10, 11, and, and round three a lot of times. Uh, Zach Evans, another good running back from uh, from the Rams now. Again, he's got an uphill battle. Interesting to see what he's able to do. Again, he has fallen, you know, as, gone as early as early round three. I think it really just depends on the value. If you're looking to acquire him on your team, he has fallen into round four uh, at times, uh, but he's a pretty mid-range pick round three kind of player. Uh, Israel Adebacana, he is someone I starting to get more likableness to him. It doesn't make any sense, but he's someone I've been starting to like more of. <laughs> and it's because the way I'm thinking about it is that I don't know if Brees Hall is really going to be ready for week one. He has a ton of talent that I liked in his game there. Three, three down back potential. And he lands in a situation where he could end up starting early on in the season here for your team. Someone in terms of contender, you get him in the back around three, you're set. If you pass on him in round three, you're just – you're wasting your time because I think he will have a role on this Jets team pretty early and often for a rebuilding team to get him in round four, which he does fold around four a lot of times. He's fallen off the pick 44th overall. That's almost the end of round four. You're getting good value for a player like that. If I can get him in round four, I'll be thrilled about it, but don't be scared to take him in late in round three either. I think it's good value for him too. All right, Eric Gray. Oh, no, not Eric Gray. Luke Shootermaker, he falls into this round three ADP. Again, he is at mid-range round three pick in terms of tight ends. Again, another tight end Why I'd rather pass on and wait for round four, but he has fallen into round four as well. Uh, people like him because of the Cowboys. The Cowboys are really good with tight ends, so people would seem to be taking a shot on him, but I, I don't really see it there. I think it was, a, uh, it was a waste of a pick overall, but yeah, he's going in that late round three, early round four range. Eric Gray, someone who I also liked, really liked. I think he has a good opportunity to sit behind Saquon, and I don't know if Saquon signing a long-term contract with these Giants at all. It just doesn't make sense for them to do at this point. He went as early as pick twenty-four overall. Again, just out of the norm kind of pick, but you're getting him in the last few picks of round three. But he's definitely going to be there more times than not in round four for you. Uh, so take that with the grain of salt if you like it. He's a good player to grab for contending teams, especially if you have the Saquon. Uh, if you, especially if you have Saquon as your quarterback or uh, running back. He's a good backup to go and grab now and to put on your in your dynasty team. It's good value in, in late round three. And Tank Dell. Tank Dell is definitely someone from the Houston Texans who have been rising up over the last week here. He definitely was going from you know late, late round four pick to where he is going mid-range third round now. Uh so he is gaining momentum. He's someone who could probably jump everyone who's above him on his side here. The Grays, the shooter maker out of Bacanda, Zach Evans, Booty. Uh, he could end up jumping these guys over the next couple of weeks here. I, I think people are really buying into it. They said that CJ Stroud wanted him there. Uh, so the his value and his hype is starting to gain traction here. Again, you're probably fine in the third round. Prefer him in the late third, early fourth round if I can. Definitely don't want to reach early on a guy like this. So round four. All right. This is where we get to some of the undrafted players now, guys. Uh Darrell Washington. <clears throat> Definitely not like the landing spot. Definitely concerned about his value as an NFL player. Uh, but he gets drafted no matter what. Obviously, he's going to go, and more times than not, he's going to fall in the fourth round, and people are going to take that value because, oh, he was a potential top two-round pick, and then he got him in the fourth round. Wow, I'm going to take a value on that. And you should at that point. I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't know if it's much, but in the fourth round, you're taking a shot on a player at this point. It's, can't hurt that. Uh, Stanton Bennett goes over in round four as well. He's the only other real quarterback outside the top five that actually get drafted a lot more times. In about half my leagues, he's been drafted in. Uh, but it seems like if someone takes a shot at Bennett, it's happening in the third round a lot, late, mid, third round, or he's just not getting drafted. So he's got a really crazy range of outcomes. People seem to be taking him for some reason and hoping for the best because of the Stafford and how his age and his arm and everything like that. And then, or some people just saying, nope, not dealing with that guy. And he goes undrafted, which he's a good uh, wafer wire pickup to pick up in Superflex Leagues. Dwayne McBride is another one of those players that do, does get drafted everywhere. He doesn't leave the draft without, people don't leave without taking him in the draft at some point. He has gone in early round three at times, but he's a round four pick, early to mid round four pick. He's going off the board. Uh, a good grab in round four because we don't know the situation with Dalvin Cook. And we'll find that out probably in the next few months when he gets healthy and whatnot uh michael wilson another player that gets drafted no matter what uh he can at times reach round three but he is a round four pick more times than not and he's a good value because i don't know exactly what's going on with arizona and their wide receiver core you know they have hawkins still they have hollywood brown they have Rondell Moore, but uh, michael wilson was a player that was very interesting just didn't show the production over in college so good round four pick evan hall uh another player that goes to will get to the draft without uh, going undrafted. He has fallen to the 48th pick a lot of times, pass catching back for the Indianapolis Colts, kind of the Naeem Hines replacement. Interesting to see how they use him in that offense there. Uh, but he is going in drafts. He's definitely a good fourth round running back to go and grab. Xavier Hutchinson, early on, it seemed like he was getting undrafted a little bit, and then people started catching on. Like, oh, he's a big guy. He's different than all the other receivers at Houston let's start drafting him. And he's been a pretty consistent fourth round pick. I like the pick. And I picked him up in a lot of my drafts in the fourth round. People have reached for him in round three. I don't like that as much. Uh, But he should probably be there on round four. And it's a good value to grab in round four. Tyler Scott, uh, he's gone undrafted at times, but he's also gone as high as the late third round. I think it's just what people value Justin Fields as a passer and how much work Tyler Scott can get in an offense because there's a lot of, people ahead of him, you know, Chase Playpool, you know, uh, DJ Moore, down our Mooney. So it really just depends on people's valuation on terms of Scott. Uh, But can her be there in round four for you a lot? Bretton Strange, a tight end from the Jacksonville Jaguars. Again, he's gone as early as round three, uh, late, I mean, late round three, uh, but he definitely goes on draft about 50% of the time here. Another player that if you're tight end needy, the capitals there, but I just didn't like the situation on that, but there's potential for him. If you're grabbing him late in round four, it's not a bad idea. Tucker Craft, uh, someone I really like in round four lately I've been taking a lot of shots on because I feel like at that point he has as much opportunity as uh, Luke Musgrave. It's only one round difference. I don't think draft capital from between round two and three are much different. Uh, so he's definitely someone I'm looking to grab in round three. Definitely one of the few uh, waiver wire gems I'm looking to pick up after the draft because he does go undrafted. Uh, Parker Washington has gone as early as round th- mid round three. Uh, probably better off. You're probably seeing more times than not in late round three, early round four, mid round four range for you. He has gone and drafted in a few of my leagues. Again, another major pickup after the draft. AT Perry is definitely someone I've been gaining my momentum on in terms of liking him and drafting him overall. Somebody who will be there in round four. He doesn't go in round three at all. You'll be able to get him in round four. You'll be mad that you can't get him because he'll go one pick before you. Uh, but again, another guy that I like to grab after drafts are over and Sean Tucker, uh, he is someone who's been going in round four. He was going on draft early on. I think people didn't catch on that. He ended up with the bucks. And the situation is very interesting uh, because he was a top rated a top 10 rated, probably prospects in terms of running backs. I think at that point it's worth a grab. You know, people are, you know, or bring this to the Justin Ross of last year and how early he went. I'm glad that Sean Tucker not getting that same treatment because taking him in round three, early round two, mid round two would have been a s- stupid decision. Round four pick, take the value you get with a guy like that. So Good value for Sean Tucker there. And then just some, uh, oh, I didn't change the sign, but some waiver wire gems late in the round. Trey, uh, Trey Tucker, Pukanuka, uh, Rams wide receiver, I really like to grab after drafts. Uh, Josh Wiley has been drafted at times. Chris Rodriguez, these are all players that have been drafted, just not consistently enough in the top 48. Uh, Trey Palmer has been drafted. Jake Haney, uh, Clayton Toon is a really guy I like to pick up after drafts or at the, in the fourth round because of his potential to maybe start for Arizona this year. Doran Thompson-Robinson, definitely another guy. Jaron Hall, Justin Shorter, Kenneth Mc- McIntosh, uh, Max Duggan, Will Mallory, Keaton Mitchell, uh, all guys that have gone in the fourth round of my drafts, uh, but not consistently enough. They've made me two or three times if some of these players have gone, all these guys go after. Aiden is a guy I like after drafts as well uh, for Superflex Leagues. Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of good guys you can get. Again, go back and re- review what i just told you guys all. Uh, I know it's a lot for me to stay at once it sucks. I have to talk all at once, but it's okay. Uh, so hopefully you guys can take this and kind of help learn and, and be better prepared for your rookie drafts. You have ahead of you, or if you're still in the middle of drafts, if you're looking to gain the best value, uh, there's a lot out there. I also made an article that I put on a uh, uh, dynasty nerds website of this as well. Uh, so kind of, I mean, did that as a partner, little partnership with the fantasy coaches here, not real partnerships, but, um, I definitely wanted to also talk about this on the Fantasy Coaches too with, for the, with our crew here and talk about the values you're going to get in these rookie drafts here. So take uh, take that with the as much information as you can and use that to the best of your ability to do your rookie drafts. So... But that's all I have for you guys today. Try to keep it to thirty minutes. I didn't want to go too far for you guys as much. But uh, I thank you guys for listening and tuning in. If you're tuning in live, whether you're tuning in on our YouTube channel at the Fantasy Coaches, whether you're tuning in, you know, via podcast somewhere, wherever you listen to your podcast, we definitely all appreciate it. We're just continuing trying to help you guys win championships while going through the dynasty season, getting through your rookie drafts. We're getting close to redraft season, so we'll start diving into that, and we will also mix in with dynasty, which is great. And again, uh, follow us over on Twitter at Coaches Fantasy. Uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Like I mentioned already, give us a five-star review. All these little things just help us out guys. And if you take 30 seconds of your time to subscribe, follow, write a quick review saying we were great. Uh, you know, it's really helpful to help us out guys. Cause we're just trying to continue to build our brand here and be the best we can to help you guys. Like I said, win championships. That's all we want to do. We want to win championships. We want you to win championships. So uh, we'll be back next Monday. We'll be getting into some rookie drafts. We'll actually be doing the full drafts ourselves with the crew here. John and Jibs will both be back. So we'll be doing some rookie drafts next week to see more of a visual thing, the actual draft going on. Uh, so tune into that next Monday at 530. We'll get into some more things uh, later in this month, and we'll start getting get into redraft season, uh, talking about the 23 season ahead of us. The NFL schedule comes out Thursday, so keep that in mind. we will probably mention that real quick on thir- on next Monday's show, but uh, it's going to be fun to find the schedule too. So thank you all for listening. Tune in until next time, guys, and have a good one. The back is not far fed. We got a couple of clock hands. I've been feeling super duper. How the heck they know the future? Come with me, don't be a loser. Grass is green like Looper Scoopers. clueless analysts don't do the half of this. In fact, I'm backing this by asking if y'all remember that tough act. Into acting sh- like boom, running like Zoom. The highest and mightiest entered the room. High off the knowledge, I'm feeling the fumes. All players covered this, nuts it's legumes. Opponents are doomed, and these are the facts. I keep it 100 like I'm running track. Listen up, Got my head back, back to the blowin' up, blowin' up, blowin' that, go!